Well, Buttermere, this is a day that is good to live and breathe in, that makes a man feel in his prime. Standing here in front of my house, I feel as young as when I moved into it thirty years ago, in the year 1859. What aged man would you take me to be, as I step, as it were, casually into your view? Sir Godfrey Haslam stepped, though hardly in this manner, through the window of his dining room, and stood to face or to pass his butler's scrutiny. I'll wager not fifty-six, but that is what I am, six and fifty the month before last. Well, what would you say, Buttermere? Good morning, Sir Godfrey, Buttermere said. Three years and ten months under sixty, <laughs> what some people would call an elderly man. Well, in later middle life would be the general verdict. But I don't feel anywhere near so far run down my course. I hope every man of that age feels as I do. I hope you do, Buttermere. My circumstances have been at variance, Sir Godfrey, said Buttermere, continuing the duties that had brought him to what he was. Shine or shade seems to tip the scales one way or the other, said Sir Godfrey, frowning at the delicate balance of his life. Well, I dare say it is the same with most of us, up and down. Buttermere stood with his back to the light, in illustration of his own experience. Sir Godfrey Haslam, a fair, solid man, with kind, shallow eyes, indefinite Saxon features, and a genial and casual bearing, turned to the window and surveyed the English meadow and moorland that he had chosen, since he had had to choose for the setting of his days. His butler, a man of the same build and age, with a large, hairless face and head, and with a small group of features roughly arranged towards the center of the former, could only give a glance in the same direction and put more energy into his present employment of drawing breath. Both men looked as if they had led an easy life. The master, as was natural, as if he had led the easier. I feel a different man when the sun is at work. I feel proud of my home, of my wife, of my sons and my daughter, my men servants and my maid servants, and the stranger that is within my gate. I take a satisfaction in my possessions. The speaker's glance at his portraits confirmed his contented spirit, as his father, when causing them to be made, had relied upon his own experience that early struggling leads to ultimate success. And in my dear old parents, who looked down on me from their frames, as if they were glad to see me set up in a different way from themselves. Ah, I remember their gladness. Nothing to be ashamed of in my heritage, Buttermere. In a useful little fortune and title earned by providing people with things they need, by putting at their hand what sufficed unto them. I should blush for myself if I blushed for it. Yes, Sir Godfrey, said Buttermere in a voice of rejoinder. You see, I talk to you as a friend, Buttermere, said Sir Godfrey, sensing that this tone was called for. Twenty-five years you have been about us, and that gives a man a right to be treated as a friend, doesn't it? Thank you, Sir Godfrey, Buttermere said, in a manner that did not testify to these dealings. I believe you would prefer a standoffish aristocrat for a master, said Sir Godfrey, taking no credit for the soundness of his belief.
I am satisfied, thank you, Sir Godfrey. Anyone down yet? said the master with an expression of pricked-up ears. Her ladyship is on the way, Sir Godfrey. Oh, her ladyship is first this morning, said Sir Godfrey, going to the door with a firm tread and a suggestion of outstretched arms. Well, my Harriet, well, my dear, and how did you sleep? You know I do not sleep in these days, Godfrey. It is monotonous for you always to ask the question, and for me always to answer it.